this time on the inside, it comes and they touch! Verstappen is out of the race and that's a big crash into Cops! Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen coming together, Hamilton continues on, Charles Leclerc now leads the British Grand Prix, but for the second time this season, Hamilton and Verstappen clash and tangle on the opening lap, but this time it is ending in dramatic consequences for the championship leader. Yes, it was a crazy, crazy race, was it not? And, of course, it was at Silverstone. It was the home of Lewis Hamilton. The crowd went ballistic, but it was complete chaos, and the fallout's been huge. One man who knows all about it is our motorsport expert, Tom Randall. Tom, appreciate your time, mate. Gee, that was uh, it was scary stuff, considering we were watching it live, and we didn't exactly know the extent of the crash for Verstappen, did we? Because he went out of shot. No, absolutely not. Well, firstly, good morning, Goss. Good morning, everyone. It was certainly a spectacular incident and one that's created plenty of controversy and plenty of debate, a debate which is great for the sport. But I'll tell you what, a 51G impact, and it, it pretty much wrote the, the Red Bull Honda off. Mm. So he's uh, yeah, pretty lucky to walk away, but the, the crash definitely came with its controversy. And it didn't waste any time, did it? Um, the, the Red Bull team and the Mercedes team were all staking their claim and they were getting onto uh, the Aussie boss of Grand Prix and uh, this was the race was still going, and although it was on pause at the time, they were all in pit lane, but they were basically trying to stake their claim and who was at fault. And, gee, the 10-second penalty was a bit lean. It didn't certainly get in the way of Lewis Hamilton, who still had to drive a great race, mind you, but 10 seconds looked a bit light on for mine. Well, firstly, it was kind of like uh, two children uh, having a bit of an argument in the playground, the way they were talking with Michael Massey. And I've got to say, Michael Massey definitely stuck to his guns. And one of the funniest things was when Toto said about, oh, Michael, you need to access your uh, emails. I sent you an email and he said, he replied back to Toto saying, I don't access my emails in a race. I try and focus on the race. And, and I, had a, I had a pretty good laugh there. But certainly uh, the, the penalty caused a lot of debate and it must have been hard for those stewards because mm. I mean there was a, a big Dutch Dutch case for a big penalty and, a, and a, a very big British case for for no penalty but after looking at it oh I've probably seen it a hundred times from from every angle mm. and I, I still feel like Hamilton was more to blame but in saying that you know it does take two to tango and they both knew what was on the line, the, the, the points for the championship, and really that was that was Hamilton's crack at probably winning the race because once you once you get passed through there, Cops Corner, uh, the next section is that Maggots and Beckett section, which is very fast and twisty. So if you're the car behind in the dirty air, you, you actually lose quite a lot. So they both knew what was at stake, and neither of them gave each other an inch. And you know what? I think... To be honest, Goss, we've been waiting for this for a while. I think it, it was coming, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, little doubt about that. And and let's hope they can temper it going forward because, you know, all very well that, you know, there's a million dollars worth of damage and a bit of battered and bruised ego and a bit of repartee and banter through the various forms of media and the like. We're very lucky it wasn't a lot worse. We're very lucky that Max Verstappen came away from that with limited um, injury. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a... It's a testament to the FIA, to all the teams, I mean, and the evolution and development of these cars over mm. the last, you know, 30, 40 years. I mean, the way they've also designed the circuits so that the tyre walls are put in the right places. He actually 
sort of missed the gravel trap, the way that the car went in, it sort of skimmed over it. But because the, the cars are so strong, they've got side intrusion panels and they've got the head and neck support uh, and, and obviously all the safety gear that they wear. The cars are certainly built to withstand something like that. However, 51G, as I mentioned before, yeah. that's a lot, a lot on the body. So no, no surprise that Max had to go to the hospital for precautionary checks. But like you said, Josh, it's, it's great that he's okay. And I'm sure we're, we're going to be having another good fight on our hands come the next round in Hungary in, in a few weeks' time. No doubt. We're talking to Tom Randall, talking motorsport. And just for the last one on that uh, Grand Prix, of course, Daniel Ricciardo found a bit of mojo there in the McLaren finally with a top five placing. And, and also his teammate, Lando Norris, who had the scare of all scares after the Euro final, uh, having his McLaren watch ripped off him in a, in a, in a, in a street, street light robbery, which would have been scary in itself. Um, and he sort of got back in the car and did what he did best to probably move on from that. It was a mixed couple of days, wasn't it, for the McLaren team? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, no matter what what he had got stolen. It doesn't really matter. I mean, the fact that he got mugged, I mean, that, that's certainly, I mean, you know, I've never been mugged before, but I can imagine that that would be a shock in itself. And to try and bounce back from that and, and perform at your best only a few days. But, you know, I think Ricardo certainly getting on top of the car in qualifying. I still think he's probably just lacking a little bit of race pace. It looks like Lando still probably has that over him. There's still a bit of a gap. Uh, at the end of the race, but still, like you said, top five is great. And I actually saw a post uh, not that long ago where they said that McLaren in 2017, at the same point in the year, only had two championship points. And this year they've got, I think, over 130, 140. So it's been a massive turnaround for the team in the last four seasons. It has, and uh, let's hope it continues to improve for the orange team, of course, of McLaren. All right, uh, look, I'm trying to look at this 2021 schedule for supercars. I don't know where to look. You seem to know what it's all about. You, This is your wheelhouse. Just run through the, the shuffle of the schedule and where to next and how this is all playing out. Well, certainly, Goss, with the, with the, the latest COVID outbreak, it's making it very tough for the teams. I mean, the two New South Wales-based teams, I believe, aren't able to go back just due to the, the substantial lockdown there. And all the Victorian teams have, have come back, and I think they're getting prepared to to jump the border again if they have to. But the next round has now been changed to Queensland Raceway, mm-hmm. which is going to be in late August. And that is actually meant to be in Perth, which is my next wildcard event. But it, it's so difficult to say. It's a fluid situation, as we all know. So really can only just prepare for what and at the moment yeah QR's the next round so the teams would have had three rounds in Queensland in a row so but I mean certainly the racing was was pretty spectacular on the weekend for for the supercars would you agree it was amazing fantastic yes and uh, I do love my supercars and uh, so so when you talk about your wild card so you were going to come and race here at uh, Barbagallo were you absolutely yeah that was that was our third of our wildcard rounds planned. So the first one we did at Taylor and Ben. Yep. And then our next one was at Hidden Valley up in, in Darwin. And our last one is slated for the Barbagallo round. So fingers crossed. I really hope that round happens because it is so great to see supercars go over to the west. And to be racing under lights is also a great spectacle. I mean, it's prime, prime time and all the drivers love it. The fans love it. And, I mean, we should be travelling to... 
all areas of the country. We are a Australian championship. So uh, fingers crossed that not for my not just for my sake, but everyone's sake in WA that that it can go ahead. Yeah, on the schedule. Yeah, correct. Now, just the last one for you before we let you go. And the MotoGP MotoGP series continues, of course. Championship. Danny Pedrosa's making a comeback. Fantastic. I mean, he's a wild card, and he's going to be racing for the KTM team. So he's never he's never raced for them before, and I mean to be doing it. I think at his home event in uh, in Styria. So uh, it's or the Austrian round in in a few weeks. I think that's going to be uh, yeah. Can't wait for that. But still, there's no motor racing this weekend. No, I know, I know. We're all in lockdown here, and I know and, uh, that's that's what's been getting me through, and I'm sure it's been getting a lot of a lot of Aussies through. But uh, we're gonna have to wait, yeah, two weeks for the next Formula One race, and then uh, GP is not long after that. Stay safe, mate. Always like chatting motorsport with you, and uh, we'll do it again uh, when hopefully uh, next week or the week after when things are back to normal. Absolutely, and just remind everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, and, and we'll get through this together. No doubt. Tom Randall joining us on Sporting Goss, talking all things motorsport. This is Sporting Goss on a Thursday.